Let's bring in Tom Essay, the founder of The Sevens Report. He's joining us for a look at a few stocks he's got his eye on. Tom, welcome. It's good to have you back. And before we get into a couple of the individual names you're dialed in on, I wanted to get your macro thoughts here on just the quarter that was. I've been asking our guests uh, any real trends that shifted, that stood out to you. Many have pointed to the Fed in this more hawkish tone, but we certainly saw some with China and in other fundamental areas that impacted the market. What stood out? Uh, ben, thank you very much for having me on. You know, for me, it wasn't so much that anything changed. The only thing that changed was that the market kind of acknowledged mm. what was happening, uh, what, what had been happening in the background for a while. So, right, we knew the Fed was going to taper, and they announced that they were going to taper. We knew there was going to be a battle over the debt ceiling and over the government funding and over the tax bill, and there's a battle over the debt ceiling and the tax bill and government funding. Right. And and we knew also that eventually corporate margins were going to start to be compressed by the sort of seemingly never ending supply chain issues. And that's exactly what's happened. So I don't see any of those issues as you know decided negatives for stocks or for anything other than the short term. But I do think that we're going to have a period of elevated volatility as the market sort of sorts this out. Right. And, and for me, it wasn't so much anything changed. It's just that, look, this stuff's been looming. Now it's here. We got to get through it. It should all work out okay, but we're going to have to kind of brace ourselves here for the next couple of weeks. Tom, I like that breakdown because we've been talking about one of the characteristics associated with this trend has been the market's ability to shrug off some of these concerns. And it does seem like uh, the weight of not the world necessarily, but it was feeling a little bit more uh, of some of those concerns. And it was unable to shrug them off over the last couple of weeks. Certainly seems like off that 45, 49, 50 all time high we saw, but we just pulled up the 200 day moving averages. You brought some of those thoughts to our attention here and uh, still convincingly above it. So that gives us a key level to watch. Let's talk airlines, Tom, and how they're getting a lift today from an upgrade at JP Morgan. I saw Frontier Group, Alaska Air and Southwest upgraded. Now they actually downgraded Spirit Airlines. What are you watching in terms of the LUV? Yeah, I think that, that this is a, a this JP Morgan analyst tends to tends to upgrade when he releases next year's numbers, certain names, and that's kind of what happened on this go around. But I think that that essentially what you're seeing is the analyst is saying, look, COVID is receding, right? Uh, there is continued progress with the pharmaceuticals. I mean, the, the airlines are up on this upgrade and then they're up again on the Merck news. Mm -hmm. So really there's, there's nothing revolutionary in this call. It's more just, you know, hey, uh, the, the world is gonna reopen again. The airlines have taken a bit of a dip based on valuation. He thinks that some of the higher quality names in the space, which is your, is your LUV, is your frontier uh, can really do well. I mean, spirit, not so much in, in part based on business mix, in part based on valuation. Then you also have, uh, well, in theory, frontier, LUV, a little bit less susceptible to some of the drawdown from not having that business travel back uh, to the extent that they'd like to see it. Now, I did see to overweight from neutral to $70 from 64. Again, uh, that is the upgrade JP Morgan for love. Uh, ticket symbol LU, or I'm sorry, Southwest ticket symbol LUV. Let's move on here because you've got a couple other stocks you wanted to bring to our attention. I saw ticker symbol FIVN. They got a well upgraded following the termination of the Zoom video merger agreement. I saw the CEO and the founder of Zoom, Eric Wan, said that while we were excited about the benefits of this transaction, it would bring to both Zoom and Five9 stakeholders, including long-term potential for both sets of shareholders. Financial discipline is foundational to their strategy. What's the uh, news on this one? 
Yeah, uh, so there was some concern that the that the SEC was not going to allow this to go through, uh, which was was kind of strange. But there was, and 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 in the end, what ended up happening was essentially the five nine shareholders rejected the deal, right? And and it kind of makes sense why they did, and it makes sense why five nines up after the deal fell apart. Zoom only paid a thirteen percent premium on the the day the deal was announced for five nine shares. Five Nine is essentially like a cloud uh, call center company, right? So they kind of should trade with sort of like a cloud valuation. Well, th- there have been a couple deals over the past few years where these cloud companies have traded between twenty and thirty percent premiums to their closing price. So that's twenty and thirty percent in the previous deals, and 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 Five Nine got thirteen percent, right? So I, I I think that at the end of the day, shareholders are happy because they think probably Five Nine is worth more on its own rather than is just selling at a 13% premium to Zoom. That's why the stock's up today. Okay. Uh, they did say the contact market, the contact center market, uh, remains a strategic priority for Zoom. Uh, let's move on here, though. We've got a couple other names to take a look at here. Electric automakers on the move. First and foremost, let's uh, get into Neo. And, well, actually, they're lower on the day here, but their reported deliveries were up to all-time highs, I saw, uh, well, monthly record highs representing a robust growth of 125% year over year, just over 125%. Uh, and But again, shares last I looked were slightly lower. Yeah, so th- this is sort of an interesting story. So basically, Neo came out and sort of guided down right on their deliveries a few weeks ago. And then they announced today and blew away the original number. Is right? this chip and, related? And so, uh, what's that? Chip related? Uh, they said it was chip related initially, but now all of a sudden, you know, I guess the chip showed up or something because they ended up making their deliveries better, better than they had guided, which hopefully is anecdotally positive for the rest of the automakers. I know GM came out today and made some positive commentary on chips. But but uh, while it's positive, while you're seeing obviously substantial delivery growth uh, in Neo, at the same time, I mean, this is a Chinese EV maker, right? And and everything China and everything tech related right now, they are facing headwinds. So I think, unfortunately, the macro headwinds on this name right now are kind of offsetting the fact that they made an upside surprise on production. Not to mention that, that I'm, I'm sure some analysts are looking at this and saying, well, you know, they guided down and then beat the guide right to a point, um, which is sort of an old an old analyst trick. Uh, so I think there's a, a, a little bit of maybe the numbers aren't quite as good as the headline implies. And then they're just facing a, a larger macro macro headwind as well. I saw they weren't alone. Ticker symbol, ticker symbol L.I. saw SEP deliveries up over 100 percent. Yes, exactly. So so the, the positive news for both these companies is that they are delivering cars, yeah. right, which at the end of the day, seems a lot harder than than we would think in in today's day and age. So very positive for them uh, from from an operational standpoint. But again, I don't think that 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 just beating the original number right is is really enough to to spark a rally in the shares when you're facing the headwind of of China sort of regulatory overhang, which is which is just draped over everything China right now. And then also your your you know tech in general is facing a headwind just due to rising yields. Okay, still relatively new to uh, well availability in terms of trading, but I'm looking at again a below the 50-day moving average. Uh, uh, keeping an eye on uh, well shares of some of these electric automakers. Tom Essay joining us. Appreciate you sharing part of your Friday afternoon with us. Tom Tom joins us from the Sevens Report.